0: This Crowdcast podcast is brought to you by the book Sitting in the Shade of Another Tree. For too long, people of faith have focused more on pointing out where other religions get it wrong. But what if we decided to focus more on all the ways those other religions get it right? This path might end up leading us into deeper understanding, connection, friendship, and peace. This was the idea behind the book that Choir Publishing and Pathios decided to assemble gathering voices from different religious backgrounds who have learned to listen to those outside their own faith traditions. We hope that the wisdom they share with us here allows you to become more open to the truth and beauty to be found outside your own faith community. Sitting in the Shade of Another Tree, from Choir Publishing and Pathos, available now on Amazon.
1: Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical with your hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. Hey, welcome back to another episode, groundbreaking, monumental, earth-shattering episode of Apostates Anonymous, your ninth favorite show. I'm one of your hosts, (laughs) Matthew J. DeStefano, joined by Keith Giles. Uh, As always, say hi to the people, Keith.
0: Hello, people. Um, Hello, people. We love you. Thank you for listening.
1: Um, We love most of you.
0: All of you that are here, especially those of you who listen past the ads. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, we're getting a lot of love for the ads. It's it's, it's making me think that maybe the, the the other content is not up to snuff, or the ads are just that good, or maybe it's a combination. Both things can be true at the same time.
0: Maybe what we should, we should do is just start. We'll just do nothing but ads. It'll just be a comedy show.
1: It takes too long, though. You can't. do it it's a lot of work. Time. You have to write I mean, a script. You you can't get it all in one take all the time. Yeah,
0: you do multiple takes. Yeah, then you got to you got to mix in the music and. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of work. See people, I hope you understand. I hope you appreciate how much work we put into this podcast because not only do we provide this great content, you know, uh, coming up, coming up at the last minute with whatever we're going to talk about. Um, but you know, doing these ads, putting these ads together, it's a lot of work.
1: Yeah. You have to spend five minutes doing some shit before the Mm -hmm. show um yeah no we do we do more than that honestly but we do not much (laughs) no we got we got so much other shit going on um uh shout out to everyone who was a part of sitting in the shade of another tree it's still number one in multiple categories on amazon so if you haven't picked up that book yet um i mean what more appropriate time to Mm -hmm. read a book uh, where you value people of other faiths and what you can learn from other faiths, and mm-hmm. not have to feel like your faith is correct all the time. Yes. Um, yeah. What a better time than now? So I'll link to that in the show notes. Click that, pick it up, Kindle or paperback, and uh, we're still going strong.
0: Yeah. Are we going to do? I'm just. Uh, um,
1: this is an honest question.
0: Um, are Are we going to do an audiobook for that one? I have no idea. Should we? sure. Okay. Maybe we will. <laughs> maybe a, we will. It's a firm maybe.
1: It's a, it's a solid maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, we can, that would be fine. Yeah. That would, that would be fine.
0: It's a great book. I got to say though, I am, I am very proud of that book. I am, I am, uh, uh, from concept yeah, to completion. Yeah. Um, yeah. it was, it was better than I thought it would be. It would be in, um, uh, the partnership with Pathio so far has been really great. So.
1: Yeah, we appreciate them and we hope they appreciate us. Um we do have a sponsor today.
0: Oh As yes. As always,
1: is a first time sponsor, so give them some love. Um we, we'll try to get them back again. We'll see yeah. if it goes well. Apparently none of y'all are buying these ads, so we keep losing our sponsors, but keep they picking only them run up.
0: They run one ad, ad and they never come back. Well, no, some have come back, but with other, guys, other yeah, products. They
1: came back with new products, they, they yeah. revamped it, did some research and development. Yeah. Um, and now we have one such sponsor who is back for the, well, here for the first time. Do you have an opinion on issues you generally don't research? Feel the need to share those opinions online whenever you get the chance then you may be qualified to join our team of geopolitical pundits. At Dunning-Kruger Media Company, we are looking for researchers who possess two things, a little bit of knowledge and a hell of a lot of confidence. Because at DKMC, we believe that if you combine these two basic ingredients, the world will listen. And what better progress can be made in society than when internet commentators share their slightly researched sentiments with the world? Currently, we are hiring for online virologists, self-proclaimed infectious disease experts, foreign policy hobbyists, economists, and more. Don't believe you have what it takes because you lack an education? In lieu of this, you can substitute your years of experience on Facebook and Twitter and apply today. If you get hired in the next month, we'll even throw in 1,000 FTX coins to prepare you for the next crypto boom. Apply today at www.dunningkruger.com and you'll have the confidence combined with just enough information to change the world tomorrow.
0: That that ad sounds frighteningly plausible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I've I, I you can be the, you're the expert here. I think writing these stupid ads has made me pretty decent at writing copy. I, yeah. Like I could you could do a copywriter. Yeah. I could be a copywriter. Mm-hmm. It's I could see how it would be not very fun if you're not writing a satirical ad.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's fun to be had in it. I enjoyed doing all that stuff. Uh, I really did. I kind of, I do sort of miss those years uh, as a copywriter. It got kind of monotonous and tedious because you were writing those kind of things like, you know, four or five times a day for Uh all kinds of stuff. Most of the stuff you didn't care about. But um, because it's creative, you can have fun with it. You know what I mean? Like I, I used to enjoy what I used to do. Uh, just to entertain myself. So I had to write like a headline or a subhead or maybe a script or something like that, you know, for an ad. And um, I would always start by writing the ad. I know that they're not going to let me do, you know what I mean? Like this is just going to be for, I'm writing this for me because I think Mm -hmm. it would be really hilarious. And I would just do that because it was fun. But a lot of times um, I rarely, they would, they would actually take the one that I wrote that I thought they wouldn't take. Mm -hmm. But sometimes at least um an idea would come out of that crazy one that I wrote that I thought, you know, just for fun, I thought wouldn't it be funny if I could say this. And then something would come out of that, like, oh, but I can't say this, but I can't say something like that. Um, so yeah, that was a fun little exercise. I had fun doing that stuff.
1: Well, I have fun doing this.
0: Yeah, I remember one I did, um the one one of the ones that I did that I cannot believe that they ran it. It was a banner ad for I think it was Intel or something like that. It was a processor. So it was probably Intel and they had some new processor that come out. And this is like 10 years ago. And, um, so it was a banner ad and I wrote something like, you know, is your processor fast or half fast? And they took it. And I was like, you under, you understand what I'm saying, right? Read it out <laughs> loud. Do you hear it? It's when you say yeah. half fast, it sounds half like half asked. And they yeah. were like, oh That's yeah, we, we, yeah. They're like, no, we, oh no, we, we know what it means. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. We like it. And they ran it. I was like blown away. That's So good. that was cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, the money seems pretty good in copy, right? And the advertisers, decent. You know, yeah.
0: yeah. You can get paid more per hour than you probably can other places, but yeah, I try to do less of it. Um, cause I yeah. mean the kind of stuff I'm doing, I'm doing some freelance now, but the kind of stuff I'm doing, um, it's long form stuff. It's like, interviews yeah. and stuff like that. So it's not like uh, fun. The fun stuff is the advertising copy, right? The little yeah. ads in the commercials and things like that. That's a blast. Little quips. Yeah. The long form stuff where you're just interviewing some expert on something and publishing an article is like eh.
1: Meh. Yeah, well, um today's advertiser I guess relates to our our topic. Um I, I thought it'd be interesting in well, in not just in light of like Hamas and Israel and Palestine and what's going on there. But just in general, like it seems that within twenty-four hours of something happening, yeah. right? We all gotta have an opinion. And we could talk about who's to blame. I mean, if it bleeds, it leads, and media has to get things out. They gotta be first to some news story, mm-hmm. which, you know, probably sabotages, you know, good journalism and good opinion making. <clears throat> yes. Um, but that's the world in which we live. Um but our propensity just to have an opinion on something, like a strong like and I and I don't I don't mean just like taking a stand on something you know you believe in. That's not what I'm talking about. Um talking about more just on like having a, an opinion on What a problem is, what the solution is, who's to blame, who's going to lead the charge in fixing it. And, you know, it's just like, damn, you think about this. You must think about this all the time in order to have such a strong opinion. Oh, it turns out you don't think about it at all. Like, none of us, like before the COVID pandemic, none of us were thinking about virology or infectious diseases or Or vaccines or the science of vaccines and this and that. Yeah. And then, you know, 30 seconds into the pandemic, everyone got an opinion on Facebook and now everyone's an expert in this field. It's just wild. It's yeah. wild. And so I thought maybe we talk about that and maybe talk about, uh, kind of the detriments to society about that. But then also on the, you know, on the other side of it, when you don't live like that, what are some of the benefits?
0: Yeah. Um, and it, I think that's great. Cause as you were talking, I was thinking like, not it, it's, it's exactly right. It's like, whatever is trending on Twitter or whatever, you know, whatever's trending on social media um, is the thing that everybody suddenly has such passionate conviction about, and they know mm-hmm. exactly who's right and who's wrong, and are and are so eager to express their view on that. Like, so yes, it can be it can be something as monumental and earth shaking as like war in the Middle East between Israel and and, and Gaza, mm-hmm. um, but it can also be the Will Smith, you know, and Jada Pinkett smith uh thing oh like, yeah like you,
1: know, really you got like, an opinion on on, on black folks and hair yes jokes yes. and this and that You a yes. strong opinion on that now okay
0: you know like or, or just a uh, relationship things with people in hollywood or you or, or britney spears or whatever like you know like think something that, that you would you had you 24 hours ago you didn't care about you didn't think about, but all of a sudden you see it's popping on social media and everybody's got an opinion on it and you have to like jump in or usually it's like reshare a meme that you think is a slam dunk on whoever you don't like, right? aha look at that. Boom. Yeah. gotcha. You know, roasted and, <laughs> and it just, it just perpetuates that, that effect. You know what I mean? I, I, it's really frustrating and I, I hate seeing it. Like when I see people on Facebook, um, posting things usually resharing memes and resharing posts or or news articles or something like that um, on something, and I'm like, you don't you don't know what this is about. You haven't researched this. You haven't looked at the other side. Um, it, it's it's just playing into your biases, and so you're just rolling with it. And I think it's what people. The thing about it too is, I think it's twofold. So one side of it is, it's people perpetuating whatever is being you know, put out there in social media and everyone's jumping on the bandwagon and it's creating this polarity and um, tribalism and, you know, you're right and you're wrong and all that stuff. Um, So it's, it's creating a whole lot of division like that or perceived division on things like that. Um, But it also, I think is evidence of how easily manipulated people are. Like Mm -hmm. I can get people, you know what I mean? Like who, not me, but people, people running this machine it's like look how easy it is to get people to to just jump on the bandwagon and argue and fight over something so dumb. Um, and not that the Israel Palestine thing is dumb, but I mean sometimes it is something dumb, uh, and sometimes it's something that is serious. But again, these are people that have not put in the time. Like the little ad you just did, you know that you took a you took what ten minutes. Um, well, you read a couple things, and then yeah. you're instantly resharing it and are voicing an opinion on it and you haven't really thought it through and you haven't really looked into it.
1: Right. Like, and, and I mean, we could talk about the Middle East thing. Like that's, that's a perfect case in point about people on the average are not thinking about, about these conflicts. No. Um, they're not thinking about the history of it, the religious aspect of it, the power dynamic of it. Um, they just got a hot take that, and I have seen it, um, I've seen it on the right and the left, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the right wants to blame Joe Biden, and all of a sudden they're now geopolitical experts on because oh, because he, he gave they, he gave him six billion dollars. Well, that's a that's not even a fact. Right off the jump, like that's not what happened, right? Um, but they got an opinion on it, and who's to blame and this and that, and and then on the left, I mean, I've seen some horrific, like you know, calling this like I mean, I recognizing the power dynamic and the outdoor prison that people in gaza live in right but then not not denouncing hamas doing horrific terrible things right like it's like why why do we have to have a geopolitical opinion why can't our opinion if we're not educated in the area why can't it be like yo that i'm just sad i'm just sad like i'm not i don't need to voice some sort of like we've all said it like everyone said it everyone said like I think what you can learn about this whole region just and get with good fact based yeah. evidence based education on the history and the geopolitical history of this whole thing. Why isn't it just our time just as people just to like be sad and and heartbroken like sometimes you don't have to be like this is what's going on in, in and and. Joe Biden is this, and and it's like, mm-hmm. dude, thousands of people are dying a day. Kids. Yeah. Elderly. On both sides. And on the thing both, is- Like, why can't we just be sad about the whole fucking thing? Yes. That's where I'm children. at. Like, I'm just like, sad.
0: Yeah. If, if, if I showed you a picture of a baby who had been blown apart by a bomb, what's your response to that? Hopefully, it's sadness. It's it's outrage. It's your heart is broken. You just think, this is awful, and we should stop this immediately. Does it matter if the baby was the child of someone who was an Israeli or a Palestinian? Was was it this person, if that baby was born to a Muslim or a Jew or a Christian? Um, Like, that's the thing that bothers me is like, we act as if um, people aren't dying on both sides. Innocent people aren't dying on both sides. Um, And it is, it's just a horrible thing. This is what
1: happens. This is what happens. Like, when we critique Hamas or you critique like the Israeli state, just like if you critique America, it's right. not critiquing every the people every American. Like, you know, yeah. like it, yeah. The people that get screwed in all this are civilians, are just that's the people right. who just the day to day people, especially the people now Palestine. What what do we expect's going to happen? They're going to get fucking obliterated, right? And that's Probably. who's going to be punished for this. It's it's fucking yeah. terrible. Like it's just a terrible situation. And to go on, I I made a TikTok about this like I'll pick on the right wingers cuz they're easy and I don't have the energy right now to think beyond picking on right wingers. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um but I made a TikTok about like it's it's always interesting how after another mass shooting oh, we can't pull we don't want to politicize this. Now's not the time to Now's politicize this. Now's not the time. This. Yeah. And then within like 30 seconds of this attack what did like people like Ted Cruz go do? Mm-hmm. They go immediately and attack their political opponent like they have no like what a way to live like you have no there's never time to reflect never time to contemplate yeah like if any if any is a time to not politicize for just the common people is just is right now like um and, and to use like you know, mass shootings in America, like, oh, no, now's not the time to politicize it. It's like, well, there's a mass shooting every fucking day. We have to right. talk about it at some point. Yeah, at
0: some point, we need to. <laughs> and again, not that we're saying let's <laughs> it politicize is... it, but we are saying let's well, talk about it. Let's, yeah, let's, I mean, let's talk about solutions. Right. Um, that shouldn't be a, a
1: solution shouldn't be a politicized. Like, I don't see how common sense gun control is a politicized issue. No. And and when they say that, I mean, like a partisan issue, like. Right, it's, and it's not really in America. It's like seventy eight percent of Americans want that, and that's right. You know, so it's really actually not a politicized issue. It's like eight, yeah, eighty twenty basically. Yeah, right. And there's always yeah. gonna be twenty percent lunatics in the country. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, I mean, there is that you know, and this is the thing too on the like on the Christian side of things. Um, so sort of some built in biases start getting triggered, like with what's going on in, in right now in the Middle East is like oh, this is the sign of the end. Jesus is coming oh, back soon. That. I've seen so many of these stupid posts. Like
1: Every time. And then,
0: and like then they end up, here's the thing, like it, it, evangelical Christians end up rejoicing when they see, oh, that they're blowing up buildings. They, Israel's at war with Gaza and, and Palestine and, and all these people are being slaughtered and killed. Yay, Jesus is coming back soon. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, that's the part is that it, really bothers yeah. me
1: it fulfills their like eschatological wet dream, you know, yes. like, yeah. and really this whole, let's just be honest. Like we, we grew, we grew up in, in that type of theology and that oh, type yeah. of worldview. And even if we, you know, I, I never bought, I, I never understood it. It didn't make any sense, but what was really going on was just like, it's, it's like the, it's like the uh, Israelis, Jewish folks, are just like pawn, pawns on their on, on their road to Jesus coming back right. and rescuing them. But the Jewish people are never involved in the salvation. Like no. they don't, in their belief system, Jews don't go to heaven. Right. They're not saved. They, they rejected they have, Jesus. They rejected That's Jesus in right. their yeah. system. So they only play this geopolitical role so that evangelicals can get their happy ending right <laughs> yes yes <laughs> figuratively exactly right. maybe and and literally i don't know yeah. um and so it's just it's it's sickening to see that kind of stuff where yeah you, they'll rejoice about this because this is a sign that the rapture is going to happen and if you're a pre-trib guy well you get pre-tribulation rapture which is the best of both worlds you get zapped out of here before the real shit hits the fan
0: right as if this um, isn't the real shit like i'm sorry it's always when been you the see real this shit. level this of destruction forever yeah when you see this level of of destruction going on and the the body count on both sides like um that is this is his, yeah this is i think that for for at least for those people it's the worst it could possibly be it couldn't get worse for them,
1: oh this is yeah. hell on earth this is yeah this is hell on earth um for those folks what else what else would there be <laughs> yeah um there's nothing worse and and them. in a in a sick way like it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy right. because you could see you could see tensions escalating. Like you could see Lebanon getting involved or Iran getting involved and us getting involved and who knows Russia supporting Iran. Like it's this whole fucking mess where it's, 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 it's not directly caused by evangelicalism, but it certainly seems like the evangelical support for a certain political agenda does influence and almost bring about its own um, apocalyptic, fantasies
0: yeah no I have to I do believe that there are generals that are evangelical Christians and they are dispensationalists and they believe in the end times rapture and and rather than putting the brakes on something like this when they see these things happening uh, and I'm probably politicians as well on both sides there are are there are Christian politicians on both sides that believe in this stuff and so when they see these things beginning to happen rather than putting on the brakes they're like well this has to happen, I guess. You know what I mean. This is this is fulfilling, fulfilling prophecy, um, and so that that's what makes it extra dangerous. Because I have heard people talking about that, but the possibility that uh, Iran gets into it, and then if Iran gets into it, then we get into it, and then Russia gets into it, and then hey, everybody, it's World War Three. Um, and again, this doesn't end well for anybody. It, this this is like the worst possible thing. And if anybody is going to say anything. What we should be doing is calling for an end to this as quickly as possible. If, if Iran in and in America and Russia are going to get involved, it should be to stand in between them and say stop, and do whatever it has whatever has to happen to to create a ceasefire and to have you know some dialogue about some real solutions because this is not the direction. Well, it's that never anybody been, it's, should be. Never,
1: it sucks because it's never been, and the, the the ripple effect too is that there's already so much anti-Semitism and anti-Muslim right. rhetoric around yes. the country. Yes, I mean around the around the world, but let's just talk about
0: in America, the, of course. We're yeah.
1: Americans, and this is our context. Like, there's going to be anti-Semitism on the rise, and there's going to yeah. be anti-Muslim rhetoric on the rise. Yeah, and <laughs> sorry, this just a dude running around in my neighborhood. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got distracted. Um, And it just, it sucks because like, like we're publishing this, we're published this book where we include Muslims and Jewish folks and Christian folks and Baha'i folks. And we're like having these conversations. And then on the flip side in, in our country, there's, there's the, the trickle effect will just be more hatred, more yeah. division. Um. Instead of hearts hearts breaking for Jewish folks who are slaughtered in the streets, mm-hmm. hearts breaking for Palestinian folks who are getting bombed, hearts breaking for Palestinian folks who have been in an outdoor prison for the last what you know apartheid yep. country, yes. hearts breaking for anti-Semitism across the world, hearts yep. breaking for anti-muslim rhetoric across the world because you know we see uh, all terrorists as Muslims and you know yeah. that sort of rhetoric and that trope. Um, and then things like Hamas, you know, it's like come along, and it's like something like Hamas is really the worst thing for Palestinians because what did they, what did they think the end game was going to be? It was selfish, right. you know. Right. It's like who's going to get who's going to get punished for this? The Palestinian folks now, right? Innocent panas Palestinian folks, yeah. And it's just the whole thing is so fucked up.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's very sad. And going back to our larger. Topic, you know, of just how, um, how people react to things like this on social media and feel like they, it's their duty or, or like everyone's waiting to hear what you think about this, right? Like, like you like you're some celebrity or something and and you're on the red carpet and somebody puts a microphone in front of you and asks you what do you think about the conflict in the middle east or what do you think about you like know like you got
1: a 300 page book you just published right well i've been here doing here. some <laughs>
0: research on this and it's interesting you ask because i'm working on a new book and yeah no you're right. not you're just you're just giving your hot take on something that you really haven't thought through um and here's the thing even if you have thought it through do you have to weigh in on everything? Does everyone have to 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 hear every thought, right? That you have, I think it also is this thing going back again, even farther back to what we were talking about. Um, these are these are typically people reacting to things that a few days before they weren't passionate about it, they weren't upset about it, they weren't thinking about it. Right. Um, they're only all of a sudden an expert on it or have to weigh in on it because oh, everybody else is. Oh, so I need to jump on this bandwagon. Um, It reminds me of like um, what happens every holiday season, usually around Thanksgiving through Christmas. So like, um, you know, November, December, you know, like all this attention on um, children in poverty. So we have toys for tots and homeless people that are hungry. So we have famous people and politicians out there on the food lines at the food banks, you know, slopping out the turkey and, and gravy and stuffing to the homeless people. As if homeless people aren't starving every day, right it's no no, yeah. we only care about them because it's the holidays, and now, all of a sudden, everybody has an outpouring of compassion and love for the children who won't have toys on Christmas or the homeless people that won't have turkey and dressing on Thanksgiving, but for the rest of the time, screw them. we don't think about them we don't we don't care about them it's not a it's not in the front of our minds um and it's to me it's that kind of effect. it's the same kind of thing. it's just like a revolving door every week of what's the thing we're all supposed to care about now and so we care about that for for 10 minutes until the next thing comes around um, yeah it works it's in just-
1: reverse too like on the rage side what's the thing we're supposed to be enraged about now too yeah um the one that always gets me is trans folks like all the people who are not impacted by trans folks are really outraged about it and it's like <laughs>
0: like you if- like how even does if it they're right, yes,
1: like, how does it affect you like what even if you're right in this one, it affects you in no way, and I'm not saying you're right right,, oh, no. but um, you're far from it, it doesn't infect you at all, like why the fuck- how do you how do you gather up that much rage about something? I've never been that enraged about something that does not affect me, right, like i'll be i i i can have a temper a little bit and i could be mad about some shit but it always affects me directly at least
0: right yeah it's like imagine like you you just meet a total stranger and you're having a conversation with them and you just stop and you go hey i just wanted you to know that by the way like across town there's there's someone cross-dressing um and you know they're they're a man but they're dressing like a woman they're and, dressing they're, reading, drag. and they're reading stories to children at the right. library And why, why would you get angry about that? Why would that, why would that piss you off? How does it affect you in any way? Like, so what? So a guy across town decides to, to dress differently and read some stories to kids at the library of all things. Like, why is that a problem? I don't understand. Why is this the great evil we have to stamp out? It's so dumb. But again, like I said, it's, it shows us how easily people are manipulated. Um, I just, the other day, I hate to bring her up again, but it's like our favorite little punching bag, Alyssa Childers, um, a, a video of hers. We should came have to up. take
1: a shot every time we say her name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we haven't talked about her in a long time, actually. Um, but I, I just saw this YouTube clip of her the other day, yesterday, and it was like a short little clip. I think she was at some conference and it was her and some other guy. I don't even recognize him. And, uh, they were taking questions and she, and so she was asked a question that was something like. What can Christians do to um, to stamp out or to uh, respond to critical race theory being taught on college campuses? And I'm like, who gives a crap? Are you still so talking dumb. about this? It's just the dumbest thing. And I'm thinking, okay, so of course, all three of the people on the stage are white. I'm sure if the, the camera thing? panned hey, to the audience, How do- <laughs> they were yeah, they were all white. And so it's like, why is this a question at a Christian? event that's supposed to be about you know your faith or theology or whatever but the question and the the deep burning question the concern is how can we stop you know people being critical of us of white people uh, and and teaching them about history and the ways historically that white people have oppressed native americans and black people and lgbq and all this stuff like that's your concern. That's the most. That's the most burning question you have. Please, Alyssa, tell us how we can com- stop this horrible evil that's going on. That's, and here is the, the, the ironic thing: the great evil is in educating and informing people about the evils that people like you have done. Why is that the evil? You know, why wouldn't that be? Yeah, we did that, or yeah, this is kind of still going on. Um, I just don't get that. It's so dumb.
1: Yeah. It hasn't affected them. I turn around and ask the question: what, how does it affect you by learning about your history? How does it affect you to know your ancestors did some stupid, terrible shit? Yeah. Like, why are you so mad about this? Like, is it, again, I think it comes back to being like introspective. Like, yeah. I think people have a lack of introspection and. And then because then when you when you're introspective and you have to be honest about yourself, you're like, yeah, I got some blind spots. I have some things I got to work on, Um, which Christians should understand. Like Christians have this concept of like original sin, which is <laughs> generational guilt in some sort of way, right? right. The, the way right. they talk about it. But then they can't fathom like, I don't know, national guilt of some original sin of. Right building on the backs of slaves. Like you yeah. can't comprehend that, but you have this doctrine that goes back to primordial human beings that you, yeah. <laughs> what, come on, square that. Yeah. Come on.
0: Yeah. Well, what I also found it so weird is that, that they're, you know, they're outraged, they're upset, but they're not upset that when they, when they find out that this is what, you know, happened in the past, that their ancestors did these horrible things. That's not what they're upset about. They're upset that, you, I'm telling people that they did it, right? That that so, what, you're angry and you're upset, but not because this horrible injustice happened. You're upset because I'm telling on it. I'm I'm, I'm exposing it. I'm. I'm well, I think they're
1: it. upset. Yeah, they're upset by because they say it's still here. Um, right. And they, well, that's and part they of you're stay. right. See, that's
0: the bottom line. Their their assumption is, but that was a long time ago. But that was a
1: long time ago. We're
0: yeah. not. You know, black people aren't being oppressed now. Look, we had a black president. See. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, means it's and- all gone away. We've just <laughs> magically. There's no racism anymore. There's no, you know, that doesn't happen anymore.
1: But again, that's a hot take though, because you're not like reading the books on it. You're not reading all no. the literature. Is is Elisa Childers like reading? No scholarship. I promise you, she is race relations in America and the history of. (laughs) Yeah, she's got some books on Jim Crow. She's got all that shit.
0: Has she read how how to be an anti-racist? Has she read that book? I probably not.
1: So it's like, why? I don't know. I mean, maybe you know, you have to, you have to, if you're going to communicate any sort of ideas, you kind of have to establish yourself as like, why are we even talking to me about this? That'd be my question. Like, if you had a question on critical race theory to to me. I mean, I'll give a quick opinion, but then I'll say, well, like, I don't know. Ask a black scholar. Right. <laughs> like, no, that's exactly it's like, right. What's your opinion on abortion? I'm not a woman. So why do we really care? I defer to women and their doctors. Mm-hmm. And Why can't that be my answer? Right. That's right. it. Well, because that's pro choice, I guess. Well, yeah, it's their choice. It's not mine. Right. <laughs> right? Isn't that how America works? Like. Like people make choices that you might not like and if it doesn't affect you, that's, isn't that the definition of freedom? I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. I think maybe it's also, as we're kind of drilling down into this topic, it's, it's maybe there's two sides of it. So on one side of it is um, just the average Joe who feels the need to have a hot take. But most of the time those hot takes from the average person, um, I think the reason why it's a hot take, right. Is, is, and it's so shallow and, and poorly or just not even researched is that they're really just repeating what their favorite pundit is saying, their favorite podcaster is saying, um, you know, so, you know what I mean? Like how often have you been, this happens to me all the time. How how often have you been in a conversation with somebody often a family member? Um, Mm. and they will spout off an opinion about something that I know is verbatim something they have heard this other person say, right? Because I know they listen to that radio show. I know they Mm -hmm. watch that, that, you know, uh, show on Fox or they listen to this, you know, uh, podcast. And so when I hear that, I hear them spout it. I know that's not your opinion. Mm -hmm. You are, you are just parroting. You're just repeating what this other person said. And I think that's part of it is that we have these quote unquote experts who have pl- large platforms, who have millions of followers that were hundreds of thousands of followers, um, setting themselves up as experts when they haven't done the research either. And they're not really interested in both sides of the story. They're not interested in saying, well, you know, well, before they I, say they, they say before they I form an opinion, research. let me let me do some research. Like they're not they're doing, opinion. they've already had yeah. an opinion. And then they, if they interview anybody, they go find someone that already believes what they want to believe
1: yeah their their understanding of research is super skewed, like they're just confirming biases they're they're finding the best arguments for their yeah. hot take yeah and it's all my medic I was um talking to a family member I won't name them <laughs> recently, and the things that were coming out of their mouth i i had heard mm-hmm. almost verbatim, like just little quips and talking points from you know people like trump and yep um it's not it's not like they were they I mean they were just pithy little statements like Well, you know Joe Biden's the most corrupt president in history. Oh I know. It's like okay, um
0: what's based on I what? Based let's, on what yeah, research. Based on
1: what I'm not saying the man's not corrupt. I'm not saying none of them are corrupt. I'm just saying how do you I'm a I'm a data driven person. So you've right. done like analyses on most corrupt. Like you're talking you I mean, you compared him to, I don't know, Nixon. Right. Um you compared you would, him yeah. to all exactly. the presidents throughout all of history. Can you even name all of them? I bet so you, you can have even a name sheet. all of them. Yeah, you have, you have a, a spreadsheet. spreadsheet. Google Docs. Yeah. yeah,
0: you have a spreadsheet somewhere with every mm-hmm. president's name,
1: every corrupt and, act that they've been, known every to corrupt
0: do. act that they did.
1: Yeah, and, and you the confirmed ones, the alleged ones, the alleged you weight ones. them differently based on yeah. evidence and based on yeah. you know the strength of the arguments. You've crunched the numbers, and, and Joe Biden and, came out number one.
0: And okay. to your shock and surprise.
1: Joe Biden came to Joe, number did 1. Did you know
0: and then Joe Biden popped up as the worst like I didn't see that coming or did you again just repeat what someone else you, said?
1: Yeah, you just re- you repeated some shit that I keep hearing on the news. <laughs> Joe Biden most corrupt president in all of history. Don't be a sheeple. Don't be a sheeple. It's like it's like I but I've heard that, like why why, why cuz we just need talking points. We need hot yeah. takes. We need boom 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 opinions yep. right now rather than uh I got I got nothing. But on the other side of that, though, and this is the thing, like when you don't need to have an opinion on something or you could say, I don't know, um, I have to trust someone at some point. Right. So either 90% of the doctors are lying to me about vaccines. (laughs) Yeah. Or when I go to my doctor, my nurse practitioner, and I say, hey, should I get the flu shot? And they're like, yes. I go, "Okay, I have to trust someone. So I'm going to trust them. Like we all have to trust someone. Um, but I think living in that place where we don't have to have like this strong, personally de- derived research opinion, yeah, it's, there's so much freedom there. Like, why do I, ha- I, I don't know. I don't have to have an opinion on that and I'm good with that.
0: Right. <clears throat> I
1: don't right. have to have an answer with that. And maybe it's something with, to do with religion. Maybe it's something to do with politics. I don't know. It seems like, I mean, I know in the Bible it says you're supposed to have a, you know, an answer to every question. Oh, that's just
0: so bullshit. And it's like, I no,
1: I hate that shit. No, I don't have an answer to that. And I'm going to be okay with that.
0: Right. And that verse doesn't mean that anyway. Cause I, when I was into apologetics <laughs> back in my college years, I I quoted that all the time. And then yeah. someone finally pointed out to me, like, read the entire thing in context. And what it's actually saying is that when people around you notice the way that you're living, like you are living this Christ-like others-focused life, Right. You're practicing this radical love for your your neighbor. You're practicing this radical love and compassion even for your enemies. You're living this Christ-like life. When they see that, you just, this very radically different life that you're living, and they ask you for a reason for this hope that you have within you, then be prepared to tell them why you are living this way. That's really the context of what it's saying. It's not be ready with a little Bible verse to answer every possible objection to your theology. That is not what it's talking about. Um, and when I finally realized that it was like, that was, that really helped me because I realized like this whole apologetics thing never got me anywhere. And I never argued a single person, uh, you know, into my way of thinking. So it's, it was like, no,
1: that's how they live though. They, they, they got to always have just an answer for everything Yeah, and none of it. if And, I I found that, like, a lot of political pundits, like, yeah. when I watch a debate or anything, like, it's not – this is why I do terrible at debating, because you would say something, and I would never be able to move on. You could say then 10,000 rattle off, 10,000 gish gallop the shit yeah. out of me yeah. with all this information, and I would be stuck on this one thing that I'd be like, hold on, I got to go back to your first point, because, fucker, like, I yeah. don't agree with that one. So we got to yeah. talk about that first before we can move on to the – No, we just overwhelm each other with random quantum style thoughts that come into your head, popping in and out of existence. And I'm like, uh, I just feel like I got steamrolled.
0: Yes. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. And that's the thing about it too, is like that apologetics thing is um, the, the way it actually ends up being practiced is be prepared to answer questions no one is actually asking you. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, I I was ready. I had all these things and I was just ready to pounce on people and, and here's this and here's this and here's this and here's this. And And it's like, they weren't asking you that. No one genuinely came to me and said, Hey Keith, what do you think about the Trinity? Like, you know what I mean? That wasn't a genuine, but I, but I'm ready. And because I've got an answer, you know, it's like a little thing when you, when all you have is a hammer, everything's a nail because you walking around with all these answers, you're just ready to throw out answers. Even if people don't really care. Why are you bothering me with this this mm-hmm. information, like trying to impress me with all oh, this stuff that you know about how to answer all these questions?
1: Who would yeah. have thought you would have come full circle to write, to help edit the the anti-apologetic book,
0: uh, yeah. Sitting in
1: the Shade of Another Tree?
0: I'm really happy with that. Yes. I'm very, <laughs> very happy about that. I'm too, glad uh, that I'm known for something like that. Rather than, And I actually have, I have a pile... <laughs> What?
1: what if what if we get to the end and find out we we actually were wrong and oh crap it's like dude you guys did the evangelical God is really the true God yeah and well, he's really pissed a, he's really pissed there.
0: yeah oh well oh, my whole thing is like if I get to heaven and find out that that <laughs> that evangelical God is the is that that's really what that God is like he's really pissed he's really narrow minded he's really petty and jealous he really is going to burn people for eternity because they didn't have the right theology. I'm just going to look at that God and say, I'm so sorry. I told people you were much better than you were. I just told them that you were more loving and compassionate and kind the way Jesus said you were. And I guess you weren't. So, well, because I mean, if that's the case, I can't change the fact that that's who that God is. If that if that is, I don't think that's who God is. But if that is who God is, then maybe you can We're all just screwed anyway.
1: Well, what if you what if you had a heart to heart with him? Maybe I could change his mind. Yeah. Maybe God can repent. Can God repent?
0: Matthew Corman says so. He says that you you know you can say no to God and, and God can go, you know, that's a good point. I never thought of that. He can change his mind.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about that. I know me thinking about that doesn't make good, you know, dead air. Yeah. On a podcast.
0: Let's just think about that. Just let's put some. Let's put some crickets can in Can we your... all?
1: Can we all close our hands? Just uh, close our hands. It. Bow our heads. <laughs> bow our heads. Bow our hands. Close our mouths and pray <laughs> with me. Um, <laughs> oh, I just got triggered. No. When's the last time you prayed? Do you oh, pray? No, not Daily? really. No. Do you bow your not head? Not really.
0: I honestly have gotten to the point now where, like, you know, like the typical things, like praying before a meal, you know doing the blessing, all Holy I'll God. do, all I do is say, I, I'm like, okay, so I don't like doing that. But what I do, what I will do is like, I think showing gratitude is a good thing. So what mm. I will do is say like, you know, or I'm grateful for this day. And I'm grateful for my family. And I'm grateful for this food. I'm grateful for time to be with my family. Amen. You know what I mean? I can do that. I can say that, but I don't, I don't pray like, Oh God, do this. And Oh God, do that. Um, you know what <laughs> Even going you know, back to the apologetic stuff, like I have, I have all these apologetic books. Mm-hmm. Um, Norman Geisler and J.P. Morgan. You and, still have them? Well, I'm sorry, J.P. Moreland.
1: Um, i was about to say J.P. Morgan <laughs> No,
0: no, J.P. Moreland. Um, Scaling the Secular City. It was a great book. I uh, well, I. It was at the time. I thought it was a great book. Anyway, I got all these books.
1: You want to republish? And it? I just
0: started pulling them all off my shelf. And I have this. I have this massive. I have two massive piles of books. Um, next to the bookcase that I'm getting ready to just next time I go to the used bookstore I'm just going to start taking piles of them because I mean they're just they're, I just I know I'm never going to look at them again I, I'm embarrassed that i embarrassed to have them on my shelf now so I'm kind of just getting ready of all those old books
1: you should have a book burning party
0: oh that would be great
1: a you know what I do to my wife burned. to trigger yeah. her and um, <laughs> like I'll just whisper oh, yes Jesus you know how people used to do that. Yeah. Oh yes, Lord, yes, Lord. yes. This <laughs> pisses her off so much. <laughs> uh, I keep her. I help keep her therapist employed. <laughs> yeah. So does your wife pray? No, my wife is like, she doesn't care about any of this shit. Yeah. She's she's firmly um, an agnostic. I would think. So do you? So you guys do not pray. We don't pray.
0: You don't say the blessing before bed. You don't pray. She cries out daughter. to
1: God. Three times a week. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, no, we don't do any of that. Um, I was just laughing. I was going to make a meme of me if I was in a church and it's Gandalf saying, I have no recollection of this place. (laughs) No, we haven't been. My wife just um, reminded me that, I mean, she has a friend from work who goes to a certain church and apparently we went there once or twice. I have no recollection of it. Mm -hmm. A church in town. It was so long. Did you do something? No, I just, I was like, I have no recollection of being Oh, you just don't remember going there? Yeah, it's like banned off in the minds of Moria. Completely blacked it out. Like blacked out, drunk, blacked out. Like I have no recollection of going to this church.
0: See, I I think if I went to a church, I would remember because I usually get triggered about at least one thing when I'm there. So I remember that. Like I, we visited, we first came to El Paso, like what, four years ago? Um, we visited a couple of churches. One, one because my friend, one of my friends from high school, was was uh, on leadership at this church, so um, I really went to see him. And another, and another high school friend actually was also going there, so I was like, I'm just really going to hang out with them to see them. I haven't seen them in a long time. But during the worship thing, uh, I was just like, ah, oh, because they were singing that song, "You're never gonna let me down," and I always sing it, "Yes, you will." <laughs> Or the other one, they sing both song, of those songs. Dope. They sing that one and the other song that triggers me, which is um, um, "I don't deserve it." You know, uh, I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. It's like, uh, so when I when I sing that one, I sing it. I don't have um, to earn it, it. I don't need to deserve it because uh, it just drives me crazy.
1: You know what I do is I just don't sing any of those songs ever.
0: Well, now I don't. I don't now. I don't sing them <laughs> now because I don't go to churches anymore. And for a while, we when we first, you know, uh, stopped doing our house church thing, because when we did house church, we did that. We did we did worship songs when we were involved in house churches. You didn't know that? Um, Yeah, yeah. I believe it or not, I used to do this thing called house church. Um, So we did worship songs in house church, and I liked it. You know, at the at that time of my life, I enjoyed it. And so for a while there, we were still. Wendy and I, just here in the house, would like play some worship songs and, and have our own little thing together. And, um, we don't do that anymore, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've just gotten to where I don't need that anymore. I don't really want that anymore. Just kind of move beyond that.
1: Yes. Sorry, everybody.
0: Sorry to, sorry to burst your bubble. If you,
1: sorry, I have no opinion on that.
0: Yeah. There you go. Hey, there you see, there you go. You're, you're doing good. It's good to have no opinion.
1: No, I mean, but we have to stay balanced though, because sometimes, there are people who are, um, like the the type of moderate person who doesn't mm-hmm. stand for anything. They just kind of they're the person who says, "Well, you know, both sides suck." And it's like, yeah, yeah. but, but, but Trump trying to overthrow an election is worse, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the people who are like, same. "Well, you know, all sins are equal in the eyes of God." But it's like, yeah, but murder's worse, right?
0: Yeah. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean. That's worse That's than stealing literal, a candy like,
0: bar, right? Yeah.
1: Right. That can't be the point of that phrase. Like, I get what I get. What you might be trying to say, but we can't literalize that, right?
0: hmm
1: Right? Yeah. No? We got to stay Yeah, so many, I, I think-, so I, I think what, You got to balance. You got to have balance.
0: So, I mean, I think what we're trying to say is, it, we're not saying don't have an opinion, and we're not right. saying take the middle road in every conflict or argument, but we, I think what we're saying is um, research is good, and it's okay to- Not express the opinion until you have actually done some real research. And what do we mean by research? We mean you don't only look at the side that you lean towards.
1: Um, You're willing to listen to voices on the other side as well. The way I do research is like I go to this site. It's um, YouTube. And then along along the bar, there's like a bar on the right. there's
0: suggested videos.
1: And those are the ones you want to go to because if they're on that bar, then they've been verified for your
0: (laughs) viewership. And they're based on other things you have already clicked on in the past. Yes. Giving you more oh, of exactly what you already w- listen to. know um, it's funny mine's though I was talking about mine's that. Mine's
1: all porn. Is that bad? <laughs> they
0: weird. Oh, that's, it's not, they're always, yeah. Um, but you know, like, so didn't, didn't
1: you say that when you went on? You're like, I went on TikTok and all of mine were girls shaking their ass, I'm dude. Like, all oh. right, but I
0: I had just got there. Okay, it's not like it was it's based on my like searching That's anything. the starting.
1: That's the starting place. It's just the assumption. It's
0: like, oh, he's a white guy. He's an old white guy. Here you go. Let's give him a bunch of girls in bikinis.
1: There you go. Um.
0: <laughs> so no, but the thing about um, I was going to say going back to like the copywriting thing. So when I do copywriting, sometimes I'll do research, you know, and I'm I'm searching for something because they're. Uh, this is the person I'm interviewing or I need more information about whatever. But then that'll come up too, right? So then that'll that'll affect my algorithm. So I'll get, all of a sudden I'm getting YouTube, um, you know, suggestions for videos for things like, I don't care about mm-hmm. this. But it's because I had searched something, uh, doing some research oh, totally. on something
1: like that. Oh, totally.
0: So that, that happens. Yeah,
1: that's the AI algorithm.
0: So as an example, let me, um, speaking of AI, um, as an example, right? So um, I'm having a debate with someone over this, uh, about, the, the efficacy of, or the, the, yeah, the ethic, the ethics of, uh, AI using AI. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this friend of mine is like really like against it. AI is theft and it's wrong and you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't use AI and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, well I don't think it is, but if I'm going to research it, what I would research, I would, this is what I did. I, I searched Google and YouTube, but what I searched was pros and cons right i i searched for videos that were giving that were giving both sides of those arguments not only the side that i that that favored what i believe
1: You're and so what, what i ended up
0: finding yeah. were some youtube videos where they were either debates or it was someone responding to something that someone else had done but they were not just doing you know uh cherry picking they were doing the whole clip like so they would play mm-hmm. the person's argument and then they would acknowledge the argument and then they would say, well, this is what, this is the other side, the other perspective on it. And I, so I watched videos on both sides that that did that, the ones that were arguing for and against. Um, and so, so, I mean, at least uh, I think that kind of a thing is helpful, right? So you don't right. assume up front to only look for the voices that uh, validate what you already think. Um, you know, go out there and look, because I mean, there's plenty of things like that almost every topic where they'll do the pro and the con, the good and the bad of, of both sides of an issue.
1: Yeah. I just rolled my glasses cleaner into a blunt. The <laughs> <listeners can't laughs> see it.
0: That is so helpful. If only we were on video.
1: Yeah. We should we consider should this.
0: Can't we record video? We should record video and upload this to YouTube. People would be so fascinated.
1: They would be, but then you'd have to put a shirt on.
0: You'd to comb my hair.
1: Come your hair a little bit make sure i'm wearing a correct. shirt
0: but i'm not wearing pants so you aren't but you can't tell just imagine you can imagine
1: no i'm not gonna i'm <laughs> not gonna be able to not see your body just like going down the screen and onto my keyboard <laughs> gotta block it with my blunt yeah please
0: you have to block all that.
1: right everyone well um that's the podcast um we hope everyone has a lovely week um Rate and review this show. Keep your opinions to yourself. No one wants to hear it. Um, and get all your facts from this podcast.
0: That's right. And, we'll and we'll and be people. your experts. We will we will tell you what to believe.
1: Yeah. Join the cult of the. What should we be? The cult of the choir. The choir cult.
0: The choir cult. Yes. The cult. We of should court. have
1: a. We should have like a membership. It's Q U L T cult.
0: Ooh, the choir cult. The cult. The cult. The cult. The
1: cult. <laughs> That's our members only um, Sex Dungeon Club for those who are interested.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to all the Choircast podcasts. And of course, pick up the book, Sitting in the Shade of Another Tree. It's linked in the show notes. Do yourself a favor. You won't regret it. And we'll see you in two weeks. All right. See you guys.